You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. From my side, if I can extend an apology, what might have seen been seen as avoidance, I can clarify that. Uh, I'm a retired brigadier from the South African uh, Police Service, working on corruption well, basically since 1999. So I've got, I think I've most of the, uh, the longest serving in the police dealing with the matters of, of corruption. Out of that, I've established the, the, the anti-corruption task team when it was uh, at the Hawks, until that was uh, closed down and shut down. Wait, before that. I started in 1999. Guess what happened uh, in the early 2000s? They closed down the anti-corruption unit. Okay. So the, 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 when the next opportunity arose for the establishment of the Hawks uh, in 2009 and 2010, uh, we established the anti-corruption task team. Again, that was closed down by the new incumbent uh, Lieutenant General, or now I think it's now Major General Clemeza. So the, uh, one of the messages I want to communicate is we have, we've got difficulties within the structures doing the operational work, continuously being clamped down and being not supported. So in, since 2021, October basically, I've been adrift. Now, uh, I contemplated uh, putting in my early retirement, literally because of no traction, no interest, basically, from the, uh, the police, police management, in dealing with uh, matters uh, of serious corruption, specifically as it relates to, 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 uh, to serious corruption, state capture, etc. And I'll come back to that now. Uh, the... Yeah, that was, that was uh, in 2021. Then I was requested, and this is the, 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 the strange thing, I was initially not tasked by the National Commissioner. The National Commissioner approached retired General, uh, Major General Jan Boysen to set up a team and lead a team to deal with the ESCOM investigations. Now, The understanding at the time was that, the, that to set up a team that they wanted to deal with comprehensively. In other words, from top down. And the difference between top down and bottom up, you can have a lot of complaints laid, runners, where you go after the runners, you catch the guy with a sack of coal over his shoulder that was stolen. And in essence, we've been keeping ourselves busy with that level which is the general detective level, according to me. We don't move up to the orchestrators and the kingpins, if you want to call it, uh, behind that. But the way that the organization is, I can almost say, forced to function is push everything down to the, I call it the docket level, the transactional level, the incident level, and not really the organized crime space. To, to me, that is of extreme importance. People can come here, quote, thousands of cases they're investigating. Are they addressing the problem? I can tell you, no, they are not. And I've got, what, past 24 years, basically, 
the experience in that they are not. They are avoiding away from it and trying to move it down to a transactional nature and individualized uh, uh, docket. We're not going to win the fight against corruption uh, dealing with it uh, in that way. So by saying that, I've actually addressed the anomaly on how we approach. We are not approaching uh, these issues as a matter from national interest, national security interest. Just look at what ESCOM and the uh, lack of power or lack of provisioning of power is doing to the country. It affects all walks of life. National security, but we, we want to address it from a incident, a docket perspective. Okay? So what I lobbied in my, in my letter also to you is the whole issue of national security. We do have a National Security Council, don't we? What have they done around this? Because what does the National Security Council do? I don't know either because they've been silent on this. They've not addressed uh, anything. Okay. I'm just going to go through, uh, quickly through letters. So that is, that is background. It wasn't a position of, of arrogance, but a position of I'm working from a contaminated space. Even if you, uh, if you look at the, 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 the address by the National Commissioner, he misrepresented me. That's why I wrote the letter to, this, uh, uh, to the speaker. Uh, and he avoided any, uh, he actually highlighted, now he's afraid. If I remember correctly, I didn't even, even watch it. That was a misrepresentation of what I, uh, what I said. And those four points that I, that I raised was, was the key issues of concern. On the issues of, 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 of witnesses and, and so on, remember, I've got an obligation as a police officer. Witnesses, whistleblowers, to protect their identity proactively. Not reactively, not wait until there's a problem. But the way I conduct my business, I need to make sure to the fullest extent that people are protected. Well, in continuing to engage with SCOPA members, Brigadier Berger has also noted a former ESCOM CEO, Andre Dereta, was not on good terms with both the ESCOM board and the Public Enterprises Minister, Praveen Gordhan, shortly before he resigned. I've maintained a very strong working relationship with various agencies, including the uh, State Security Agency. Remember, they were part of my team uh, at the Anti-Corruption Task Team. So it's not like events happening. So I liaise with them, I communicated with them. In the specific uh, engagement, I actually... Was that he came to the meeting, at the same meeting I had Mr. Donovan Nell the, uh, the, uh, from Counterintelligence SSA. SSA. Mr. Donovan Nell. Donovan Nell, yes. Now, subsequently, he was, the, uh, uh, and I've had years of good cooperation with him. And then I think two days later, uh, he just shut down all cooperation with us. Firstly, I, are you aware of the Section 34 of Prevention and Combating of Corrupt Activities Act, uh, PRICA in short, the responsibility placed on um, the group chief executive uh, to inform uh, and submit information as it relates to crime. Are you aware of that section? Yes, sir. I'm not sure which version is on the internet available, but I drafted the initial guidelines for the reporting of that, which should be on the DPCI's website. Yeah. So in your interaction with uh, Mr. Dereta, did you ascertain whether or not he has followed um, 
Section 34 and reported the matter as prescribed. Uh, during my, uh, my engagement with him, he has not yet done that, but he has reported the matter to various instances, as you refer to as well, communication with the National Commissioner, etc., etc. Now, if you look at the implication or the understanding of, of, of PRIACA, it was not designed to catch out people. Did he report the matters, his concerns, etc., to law enforcement? He did. Did they initially follow? Uh, the, the, the administrative uh, process of taking down the prescribed uh, form, my understanding is no, they, they did that later on through his lawyers. So I understand, and, and I'm not saying we're trying to catch up anyone, the, the law places certain responsibility on certain individual holding um, offices. Hence, I asked if you are aware of such provisions and the good thing is that you are saying you have drafted those regulations so you understand exactly um, the, 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 the context surrounding uh, uh, such, the spirit and the latter of the law, you understand that. And you have responded by saying um, at the time he had not reported. My follow-up question is that you know this how because you have engaged with him and asked if he has done it. Otherwise, um, how would you have known that he has not done so? Because we've engaged and uh, yeah, it was discussed. Now, can I, and again, I'm going to, uh, what I picked up is they, it was almost a vindictive approach. By, you have to report. Not the fact, giving uh, acknowledgement of the fact that he did report it to the minister, which was his uh, personal authority above him, and he did report it to the National Commissioner and various other uh, entities. They did not follow the administrative route of taking down the prescribed form and, and getting a, a reference. Okay. So we did discuss that, and I urged him, yes, make the formal report. Okay. But that was, that was, yeah, I could see there was a lot of, uh, he was not in a good space with the, the board as well as with the, with the minister. So, the, 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 yeah, let's leave it there. And that uh, is retired Brigadier Jarpberg uh, speaking before the members of the Standing Committee on Public Accounts, Scopa and Parliament. The committee is still sitting with Brigadier Berger, engaging uh, with them on uh, what he knew about uh, what uh, the former ESCOM CEO, Andre de Reiter, um, had found and uh, that report that they eventually got as Scopa. So going through all of that. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.